Hey, I'm Sailor, and it's another episode of Metal Rock and Whiskey. Well, kind of, actually. Not really, because tonight <laughs> is a motherfucking takeover. <laughs> that might be new to this show, we sometimes compare two albums from one artist against each other. We discuss, usually argue, and very professionally debate the merits. And in the end, only one album or artist reigns supreme. We are not doing that tonight. That's right, Jenny. We are not doing that tonight. We kicked out the boys, and we decided that the Metal Rock and Whiskey podcast needed to carve out some space and bring the ladies to the front. Oh, yeah. So, hell yeah. This is going to be the beginning of a new series, which you're going to be able to find regularly on Metal Rock and Whiskey. But before we get into all that fun stuff, actually, Jenny, let me introduce you properly, because I know who you are, mm-hmm. and I know Matt knows who you are. Oh, yeah. You're Mrs. Whiskey Obsessor. Holla! In the house! Woo, yeah! Woo, woo. <laughs> so you are the wife of one of my podcast work husbands. You're the actual wife of mm-hmm. Matt. And um, we're going to have some fun. I'm excited, Jenny. I'm super psyched that we're going to be doing this together. We're going to drink some whiskey. We're going to rock out. And Hell we're yeah. gonna, we are going to just have a fucking ball. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. So let's actually mm-hmm. start off the show by discussing what's in our glass tonight. What are you drinking, Jenny? Well, Sailor, I'm glad you asked. Um, I'm drinking – well, let me get into why I'm drinking it first. Okay. You and me, girls take over, shooting the shit with my girl Sailor over here, Right? Sipping yeah. tea, right? When you're with your yeah. girls and what? You're yep. sipping your tea, boop, 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 talking your stuff. So for tonight's whiskey, I am drinking uh, Two James Spirit Johnny Smoking Gun, and it's blended with Asian tea. Wow. Sipping, sipping the tea. See what I did there? I like it. Okay. Clever. So I'm not going to lie. My hubby, the one and only whiskey obsessor, did help me put my thoughts and, you know, notes about this um about this whiskey how you helped me with it but these are all my notes you just helped me compile them i like it i like it okay so here we go so on the nose i first get um some honey it's a little bit smoky but it's really really light and floral i specifically don't really like honey i uh, not honey uh the smoky stuff i went to a whiskey show with my husband maybe a year or so ago, and I didn't know what I was drinking. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll drink this whiskey. And it was just like super smoked. And for the rest of the night, it tasted like I ate like cigar ash. Yep. So after that, I was a little bit traumatized. Like, eh, <laughs> it happens no. to all of us. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So um, so this one's really light on the smoke. So when I um, tasted it, at first um, got a lot of like – Baking spices, cinnamony um, kind of a thing. Um, the smoke does linger. Um, the honey that I had on the nose lingers as well. It's light bodied. And then I even got some like hickory beef jerky kind of a taste to it as well. And I was like, is that stupid? Is that right? And he's like, there's no right or wrong. It's That's whatever right. you smell. It's whatever you taste. And I said, okay, all right. 
<laughs> so on the finish, um, it definitely finishes spicy and it lingers um, and even has a little pumpkin spice finish, which I thought was nice since it's autumn. Oh, I like it. And uh, and that's it. That's my that's what I'm drinking. Very nice. What about you, like boo-boo? It. Well, thanks for asking, Jenny. I like your choice. I like how – I like the smoking gun thing. It's mm-hmm. awesome for what we're doing. I'm super mm-hmm. into it. Let me turn off my phone. What the For hell? the love of God. Jesus. <laughs> Everybody wants me. Um, <laughs> so I am drinking Elijah Craig's small batch tonight. Um, to me, this is just one of my – one of my favorite daily drinkers, just an easy thing to grab off the shelf. It's always in stock. It's priced really, really well. Um, most whiskey um, aficionados would call this, a, you know, a bottom shelfer. Fine. That's that's fine. Um, but it's just solid for the price point. You always know what you're going to get. Um, it's easy to drink neat. It's easy to drink on ice. Um, it's good for cocktails. This one is um, 94 proof, which um, I like a little bit higher proof whiskey. Um, I like to be able, well, for American whiskey, you get more flavor out of it. So, um, and I grabbed this guy. This bottle is so cute. I don't know if you can see it. Look how tiny this little, how cute this is. It's adorable. How adorable is that? It is so cute. So I've been doing a lot of traveling lately. And when I left Boston, I, I, one of the most excruciating thing was not, I only had certain amount of room in my car. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like, what shoes do I bring? It wasn't what T-shirts do because we all know I have a T-shirt obsession. It was, what bottles do I bring and what bottles do I leave behind? Yeah, yeah. I was like in tears. I'm like, but I can't leave him here. But what about that? And do I bring my special stuff? Ah! So um, I've run out of all the bottles that I brought. So um, I've been purchasing stuff. Um where I was at a few weeks ago near my parents' house, the selection was terrible. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in Washington State. The selection is way better. Um, but I've been grabbing all these little guys, these cutie pies, which I just love. These they're easy. Pies. Yeah, they're cutie pies. They're easy for me to throw in my bag, in like a beach bag oh. or my purse. Because, <laughs> you know, you can just take Whiskey it with on the go. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I'm super into the So I feel like... I have a buff a buffalo trace, and I've got this guy. And oh, what did I grab the other day? I can't remember. But anyway, I think I'm gonna start collecting these little fuckers because I really like them. But um, yeah, like Elijah Craig for me, it's just a good, it's just a good solid bourbon. Not this is nothing special. Um, this is not anything that's gonna wow you. It's just like you know when I want the taste of whiskey, and I you know I, I don't want to spend a ton of money or mm. take an expensive bottle with me or a bottle I'm gonna worry about sitting in the car if it's hot and sunny, something like that. This is a great answer. So that's why I chose it. Well, cheers. Cheers to you, my love. Cheers, boo. Chin chin. Clink, clink. <sighs> Yum. Mm, good stuff. All right. Let's, um, let's talk a little bit about your connection to music and your connection to rock in specific. Tell me a little bit about your 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 music career, can I say? Or oh, yeah. how do you want to say it? Um, well, I've always dabbled in music for a lot of my life. I've always had a strong connection um, to music. I started singing when I was really young. Oh, I don't know, maybe eight. 
seven or eight, I started singing. I'm in the church choir. Good little oh. church girl. Good little church girl. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to happen. this. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, found my passion for singing really early, and um, I started playing piano. Um, so I played classic piano. Um, and even in, in high school, we were forced to be in the band. So I was like, this is awesome. More <laughs> instruments to play. So I, I played the uh, flute and piccolo and things like that. Um, a few years ago, um, for a few years, I was in a band. Um, shout out to the Fuse Band. They've moved on and they're they're elsewhere now. But uh, it was a lot of fun. We did a lot of uh, cover songs. Um a lot of like bar favorites and it was just so much fun. It was incredible. The feeling that you get when you're singing and the audience is singing back to you. I mean, they're not even my, you know, my own songs, obviously. Yeah. They're cover songs, but oh man, there's nothing like it. It's it's awesome. It's such a great feeling. Um, and to also, you know, people see you and and they're like, okay, you know, it's, they got a chick singer. It's a chick. I'm like, yep. no, fuck you guys. Because guess yep. what? We we did Metallica covers, okay? So, like, we did a whole bunch of shit. We, we were all, very – we did it all. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Really such a great time. And then, you know, you have kids and you can't really do that stuff anymore. So. That's but, something um, that will be a theme on this show for sure. Discussing oh, yeah? that. It's yeah, a little bit of yeah. an extra burden that women have sometimes, for sure. Yeah, you hear that yeah. often. Um, for sure. But you know, I still, I my my son, you know, I I pass that love of music to him. He's always singing. He's always watching. Um, oh God, what's he listening to now? Glam metal. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> He's listening to Europe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His kid runs around the house singing Final Countdown. I've watched the music video a thousand times. Like, I can't. But, um. Better than singing Barney songs or some bullshit. No, Barney's not good enough for my child. That's too one dimensional. He's like, you play the bass. I'm like, okay. That's That's fine. Oh my God, I love it. He's awesome. But, um,. And, uh, you know, music will always be a part of my life, and it's definitely not out of the realm of possibility to to be in a band again when the time is right. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for sharing. Of course. I love hearing everybody's background stories. I know. Well, hey, Sailor. Yeah. What about you? Let's turn the tables and interview Sailor Retro for a little bit. Where does your musical journey begin? My music journey is a little strange. Uh, I did not... I took piano lessons when I was really tiny. Um, I don't like being told what to do, so I didn't do very well. But I was always obsessed with musical instruments and wanted to play them. And I had a great aunt who was just phenomenal. She was an opera singer, incredibly talented, um... This is my grandfather's sister, and she could have actually truly gone somewhere. But in those days, you got married and had a family, and you didn't do things like that. Mm-hmm. Unless you were a hell of a rebel, you didn't fight to have an opera career. That would have been ridiculous. <laughs> you have to get married and have babies. And so that was the end of that. But she was so talented and st- had such a love for music. 
And every summer when we would go to Cape Cod, um, she, there was a music room in the house. And I mean, there was everything in there, a freaking harp, like who the hell mm-hmm. plays a harp? There was like everything. <laughs> and so every afternoon she would, she knew me more than any of the other kids. I loved music and I'd want to be in there playing with the stuff. And so she would always plan a show for the end of the summer and we would put on this show. And so she'd teach me all these Broadway songs and, um, and her son, my cousin is a professional dancer. He has been his whole life and he was big into music theater. So we would do all these coordinated things and, she just really helped me to continue. She enriched that love of music mm-hmm. that I naturally had. Um, and then like most kids who got into <clears throat> rock very early, I started trying to screw around with the guitar. Um, I wasn't given lessons, so I kind of had to learn to play by ear, which I did very poorly. Um, <laughs> and I was in a little punk rock band when I was a kid, just like most people, you know, a little garage band, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a bunch of girls, and we would scream and be angry, and it was super fun. Yeah. Um, and then it got a little more serious the older I got, and I found myself um, in Europe in the early 2000s. Um, I was working for a friend's indie label. And uh, just accidentally got into the business side of music. <laughs> I ended up having my own label, and I and I put a lot of tours together wow. for American bands in Europe. And um, so I got to be on the industry side of things. And my boyfriend at the time and I had a band as well, and we got to record an album, which was really cool. Um, it was really awesome to be able to write my own stuff. Uh, and he he's a very talented guitar player. So I've always had that um i want to call it a need Mm -hmm. a need to have music in my life whatever channel that would be Mm -hmm. um so yeah so that's that's my story and how i came to music right on that's awesome um so let's take a quick break let's Mm -hmm. play a little music and uh when we come back let's talk a little bit about I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about what got you into rock music mm-hmm. as a young girl um, because, uh, you know, of my age and your age, I think even more especially, um, you, you, you're battling pop being the biggest influence. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm always curious where that starts out, you know, for a lot of people, but also mostly for young girls. And then let's talk about the Riot Girl movement a little bit, because that's really going to be a big focus of this show. Um, the Riot Girl movement was an important moment in history for women in music. And so uh, let's let's chat about that stuff and drink more whiskey. Let's fucking do it. All right. I'll see you in a minute. are back. Hello. My glass is refilled. Mm-hmm. A few more sips. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about, um, so you talked about you playing music and you singing. Um, let's talk about your earliest recollections of rock music, like of getting into harder music that was not radio pop mm-hmm. um, and any stuff that wasn't radio friendly, because I mean, that was certainly my experience when I was younger. Um, well, I am, uh, I have have an older brother, so he, he was all into like, and I'm 32, 
And like when I was growing up, the cool bands to like at the time were like corn. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and and the like there. Yeah. Um, Green Day, which is, you know, has its, you know, ups and downs. I don't know. I, I like them and I don't like them sometimes, <laughs> but um mostly like. But um yeah, I have a big brother and he was in a band. Uh he was in a rock band. So I would go and and watch him practice and I'm like okay this music is awesome and I would listen to it in the car my brother would give me his CDs um CDs at the time was the big yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah <laughs> and uh and um it was just awesome something you can just like open the car windows and just rock out and scream the top of your lungs and and it's just really cathartic and and fun to do um and um, in my day, on my um, <laughs> back in you know, there was back in my day, <laughs> the things to listen to were you know pop, a lot of pop. Your your Britney Spearses, your Christina Aguilera's, and that golden age of golden era of of pop. And don't get me wrong, I do love that stuff. Um, some of it, I mean, it's you know, it's fun. What are you gonna sure. do? But um. Uh, what, you know, what I really was drawn to was just, just that rock, that rock and roll. And I liked a lot of your, I guess they would call them like emo punk bands, um, starting line, my chemical romance, um, Thursday, all those guys, you know, I loved it. And it was just fun to listen to. And I gravitated towards, um, like I had my girlfriends that were like girly and stuff, but I had like my main group of friends, which was, um, I had like my one BFF and like our dudes that we hung out with. And they're all just like rocker dudes and we would go each other's houses and they had bands and we would watch their practices. We would go to their shows and, um, it's just always, always been there. Just, just fun, just fun and it gets into your soul. Like, you love it. Even if it's, like, about God knows what, it's just it's just rad. Like, you love it. You just feel it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I totally get that. Yeah. I feel the same way. I feel like it was similar for me. I grew up with – my parents were rockers, and mm-hmm. I'm really glad for that. Mm-hmm. So, I grew up listening to what they listened to, of course, you know, in your very form or tiny years. That's what you do. Yeah. So, I grew up with Zeppelin and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, my dad was – Super into Cream, um, huge Hendrix fan. Mm-hmm. So I cut my teeth on all of that stuff. Um, but still, I'm, you know, living in the world where, you know, pop is mostly what's on the radio. Yeah. Um, and then I do I do not have older siblings. I'm the oldest. Um, so I didn't have the influence of an older sibling. But um, what's funny is since we've been doing this show, I have brought up this guy so many times. Um, my best friend, who is my neighbor, her older brother turned me on to so much music. I have literally so much to thank him for. Um, he turned me on to metal. That's how I got into metal was really through him. He had a stellar collection. He was super into Iron Maiden. He was into Judas Priest. He was in all that stuff. Introduced me to all of it. And would actually like sit there and talk to me about it, um, which was awesome. So I started getting into all of that stuff and when I it was not okay when I was a kid. Now everybody can like Metallica and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But when I liked Metallica, you know, there was something wrong with me and um I don't know. Like listening to Ozzy, I was like worshiping the devil and it was a bad influence and mm-hmm. the music was gonna make me angry. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm already angry. <laughs> I'm already angry. Fuck. 
I'm a teenager. I'm fucking angry. <laughs> this right. is helping me, actually. Like you said, it's cathartic. It's to yeah. scream to this stuff and bang it's my head in my room. cathartic as hell. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of, I don't know, all the other things you can be doing, robbing grocery stores or something, you know? Right. I'm rocking well, out to Metallica. I don't know about I mean, that, Sailor. Hey. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm, I'm a person of extremes. What can I say? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had, so I already was into hard and heavy music, mm-hmm. but it was very, very male dominated, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. Um, even classic rock, you know, then, then the early 80s metal, we did have Lita Ford. Um, Okay, but she was very hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have Dora Pesh. I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong. She was also highly sexualized. Um, Joan Jett was very commercial at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't make the connection that she was in the Runaways for such a long time. Really? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I had no idea. Um, we didn't have the internet back then. You know, no, no, like, no, it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. And when I found it, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> my worlds are colliding <gasps> i know <laughs> um so i feel like a lot of the women that were heroes of mine in i gotta say in music period mm-hmm. were very objectified you know madonna was doing her thing which yeah. look i'm a fan of madge I just am. Because she, she, she broke through some fucking barriers. She you know did. what I mean? She really did. She uses her sexuality to do it. I, f- I feel like she does it in an empowering way. You can disagree. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's okay if mm-hmm. people want to disagree with that. But that was my experience when I first saw her rolling around on the stage singing mm-hmm. like a virgin. Yeah. And I got all tingly. I was like, what's happening here? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> but I understood she was doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cindy Lauper, another one. Like, I got that she was, she looked weird. She, mm-hmm. everything was weird about her, but it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, in hard rock, I was looking for that for a long time. And thank you, 90s. Mm-hmm. We had the Riot Girl movement. Hallelujah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so, um, so this is going to be really the Riot Girl movement is, is the main reason really for um, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's in, so if, for people that don't know, the Riot, Riot Girl movement was an underground feminist punk movement that began in the 1990s, actually, here where I am now in Washington mm-hmm. State, strangely mm-hmm. enough, um, and in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so it can be called the third wave, the third wave feminism. Um, but it seems to me, I connect the Riot Girl movement much more to I don't know how to say this more I don't I'm I don't know. I have a hard time articulating what it was for me. I took I took it less politically and socially mm-hmm. which I know that is the that is the bedrock of it, but it mm-hmm. was more I guess it was just articulated through music. So I saw the music first and then understood what was behind it afterwards. Okay. And for me as being, you know, uh, I was in my late teens, early 20s, and I'm seeing women that are not hypersexualized, are not, they, they look grungy and they're rocker girls mm-hmm. and they're literally saying, like, I, I remember going to a Bikini Kill show, oh, which wow. is one of the foundational bands mm-hmm. in this movement, and they would literally, before they got started, they'd be like, okay, everybody, dudes, dudes, get to the back. All the ladies come up front, come up front, come up front. And if you don't understand how important that is, 
the next time you're at a show that's hard rock and there may be moshing or headbanging, how safe is that for a bunch of tiny girls mm-hmm. compared to some big scary dudes, right? We would mm-hmm. we, we were in the back often. So, um just something that simple, like calling all the ladies up to the front and yeah. making it a safe space for us to rock out mm-hmm. and mosh or whatever the fuck we're going to do was huge for me. Um and just knowing that these chicks were like who cares what we look like? Fuck it. Who cares if we don't sound polite? Who right. cares if we're not saying nice things? And hey, it's okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's still not okay for women to be angry. Mm-hmm. You know, if we are aggressive, we're called sassy. <laughs> no, motherfucker, I'm aggressive. <laughs> Goddamn right. Fuck. And I'm fucking angry sometimes. Right. Not really now, but... um. But it was okay to voice our anger and our frustration, just as the guys were doing, you know, whether it was against politics or history or drugs or their ex-girlfriend or whatever they were singing about. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, you know, it was okay for us to express the less ladylike, quote unquote, things. Right. And that was really important to me. Um, as, as a woman forming, that was so important. Like, Yes, I still listened to all the guys, you know, Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer. I, of course, I always will. Mm-hmm. But I also had ladies who were giving me the same type of outlet and I connected to them on a deeper level because they right. looked like me. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like they understood me. And then I learned a lot from them. I learned a lot from them about politics and I understood what feminism was. I don't know about you, but I've never connected to the feminism of the 60s, mm-hmm. like peace and love. And I, I don't know, being a dirty hippie, just, I was like, I don't understand. Doesn't how seem very appealing. No. No. And mm. I didn't get how that was changing anything. And it's, fu- I mean, I know it did because we're sitting here talking about it. Right, right, of course. It wasn't something I could easily connect to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, this, I connected to these, these women in the 90s much easier. They, mm-hmm. I was them. They were me. I feel like they got me. I got them. And um, it's also was an interesting time in music period because I felt like you had a lot of the most – the biggest bands of the time, you know, the whole grunge scene, the Seattle scene. They were, you know – there was a lot of whining going on. There was a lot of, you know, people were unplugging and, and going acoustic and, you know <laughs> – I feel like the girls came in and were like, they're like, okay, this is our chance. We're, we're exactly fuck yeah. we're like, all right, boys, we'll keep up the rock motherfuckers. Yeah. We got yeah. this shit. You can go cry in your corner. We'll, right. we'll pick up. You can, you, you can out. hang out in your coffee houses mm-hmm. and, and then, and you know, sing, you know, sad songs with your acoustic guitar, but mm-hmm. we're going to rock the fuck out mm-hmm. and we're going to kick over amps and we're going to say fuck a lot. Yes, and God they do. I'm right. And it's glorious. So, it's so glorious. Um so that to me was that's such a huge part of forming me as a music person, mm-hmm. form also as a musician, mm-hmm. also as a music listener and lover and also as a woman like it's okay to not have to be delicate and ladylike all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay, and I, I, it's I have found myself my whole life in male-dominated industries. No matter what my career was, I have mm-hmm. always somehow been in male-dominated industries. Yes, yeah. didn't make and, it easy for um, yourself, there, sailor. No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. No, um, always hanging with the boys, always with the dudes, or all my colleagues are dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, I even had a job for a while. Uh, 
very serious corporate job and what I had to do was entertain our guests, our clients from out of town when we would be pitching campaigns to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was pitching the campaign too, but for some reason I got sent to take them out and I finally sat down with my boss one day. I'm like, listen, why am I the one doing this? Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love having an expense account to go get wasted <laughs> and eat fancy food and shit. Like, you're paying me to do that. That's <laughs> cool, but... I'm just curious. And he's like, well, you're a pretty lady that can hang with the dudes and I know you won't get offended. And I was like, I I was so – I was like, was that a compliment? How am I supposed to feel about that? (laughs) I'm not going to get offended by things they say and do? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) (laughs) That was really confusing. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yeah. Um I feel like uh, I feel like it's it still goes under the radar all too often what mm. it's like to be a woman in you know <laughs> in music. I remember when we um, you and I talked about this when yeah. Sasha from When Particles Collide when her and Chris were on the show and Sasha said she sees female bands and even thinks to herself like Oh God, please be good. I hope they're yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's embedded in all of us, unfortunately. Yeah. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty good for a girl. It's a statement that needs to be kicked down, stomped on, pissed on, chopped yep. up, ripped apart, and thrown in the garbage forever. Yep. But what I what I really love about um, the riot girl movement is I was um, I'm trying to um, learn as much as I could um, as I go. Um, and what I really love about the riot girl movement is the way they spell girl. G R R R L because it's grr, like yeah, you know, like a freaking wild grizzly bear like yes! girl motherfucker girl <laughs> yes that's such a good point I'm gonna write slut across my belly and you know what it's gonna mean something completely different than what you mean because this is what it means and then they fucking sing about it and it's amazing hell yeah, hell yeah. they're yes. rad I yeah. I uh, saw this documentary called um. Don't need you. The her story of Riot yes. Girl. Ah, oh, so so dope. good. I was hooked. At least it's like an indie, um, independently made documentary. But damn, it was so good. And I'm just watching these girls, and they're talking about it, and they're like, "We're not anti boy. We're pro girl." And I think that that's so important because that feminist message has gotten lost and skewed, oh, I think, yes. throughout time. If you say to someone, hey, I'm a feminist, they'll be like, oh, here we go. She's going to talk about, you know, this and that and how she how men suck. But it's not like that. It's just women bringing other women up, giving them, like you said, a safe place to be at a concert where they can still rock out and enjoy themselves and not have to worry about, you know, getting stomped on by some dudes or even like an ass pinch here and there because we yeah. all know what happens. Yeah, we all know. Oh, that accidentally. Oh, did I accidentally touch your boob? Yeah. Yeah. Accident, motherfucker. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brad, badass bitches. And I oh, can't yeah. wait to, to dig deep into that. You know, what's up. interesting is um, since I started the Metal Rock and Whiskey podcast, I have struggled within myself at times to – give enough spotlight to women mm-hmm. to speak enough about 
I didn't always want to come from a place saying, well, hey, you know, my experience as a woman listening to this band or as a woman, then I've tried not to do that. And I know that that is a reaction to exactly what you just talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm always afraid to, if I say I'm a feminist, I always have to say, but let, mm-hmm. I have to explain it for this exact reason. I am not a man hater at right. all. So exactly. I, my, I'm at, far from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunately, <laughs> and unfortunately, we're still not to the front as right. we should be. This is the case in whiskey. This is the case in music. This is the case in so many industries still. Um, and so since my, you know, my passion is music. My passion is whiskey. My business is whiskey. It's something that I definitely feel I need to be more comfortable talking about. And I am pushing myself by doing this, this podcast, by you and I taking the stage and talking about women in mm-hmm. hard rock and women in whiskey. Um, it, it needs to happen because it's still a problem because it's yeah. still, it's, it's still an issue for mm-hmm. sure. For mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, I'm Agreed. psyched to to dig into the Riot Girl movement. Um, I'm really psyched to talk about how that all started and some of mm-hmm. the amazing women, yeah. the amazing bands that have gone on to do incredible things as producers and writers and mm-hmm. sound engineers, um, the political movement that it spawned. And I'm excited for our guests. We have a lot of super cool upcoming guests. I don't want to give too much away, but we're going to have some kick-ass whiskey women on the show. We're going to have some badass female musicians on the show, some really badass female musicians. Um, So, yeah, this is going to be really fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. Excited. Hells yes. Well, that was an awesome discussion, Sailor. I – Cannot wait. I really can't wait for our upcoming shows with our awesome, fantastic, badass babe guests. Hell yes. I'm psyched. Um, so to all of our listeners, our fellow metal rock and whiskey obsessors, we value your opinions and your feedback. You can find us on Instagram at Metal Rock whiskey send us your love likes please share your thoughts reviews questions and suggestions oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) your husband wrote this it's all his fault (laughs) wait it doesn't say don't be a dick in there (laughs) let me restart no that's my favorite part too (laughs) don't be a dick because i always say don't give us your comments Oh my gosh. All right. Should I start that over? No, not at okay. all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ed, keep it. Okay. Your thoughts, reviews, questions, suggestions, concerns, and comments about the show. Um, please follow us all individually on Instagram. Um, my account is private, but you can follow my husband at the Whiskey Obsessor. That's Whiskey Save the E. Very good. Very Sailor. good. <laughs> you can find me all over the internet as Sailor Retro. And as Jake would normally say, let's see if I can do a Jake impression. <laughs> this was a lot of fun, guys. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. I'm not good at doing a deep voice. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> if you enjoyed this show, please tune in next week. But now my glass is empty and it's time <laughs> to go. Be sure to tip your waitress. We're out. And then I would say... Mm. Fuck you, Lars. (laughs) 